0: Welcome to the K Collective podcast for six, seven, and eight-figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, part of the amazing FBA podcast family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven-figure exit, and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Is your Amazon private label business set to survive the downturn? most sellers don't know surviving a downturn means squeezing out more profits and slashing waste but many sellers don't know exactly where their business is making or losing money if that's you we can help our new quick assessment helps you identify your biggest amazon profit killer and what to do about it for a quick but powerful diagnosis of your biggest issue just go to amazonprofitquiz.com that's amazon ProfitQuiz.com to get your free instant analysis if you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode just go to amazingfba.com forward slash 420 hey folks we are back at the 10k collective podcast for six and seven figure amazon sellers if you want to go from six to seven but more importantly increase your profits Today is going to be for you. We are talking to Mina Elias about conversion rates and click-through rate optimization, um, both of which will boost sales. But the great thing about conversion rate optimization that I really, really love is you can spend the same amount of money and get more, not just more sales, but more profits. And that is the number that you should be obsessing about, in my humble opinion. So we're going to talk about how do we deal with the statistical significance idea, like how much data do you need to make a decision? And then we're going to dive into the the little used, but very powerful report. If you're brand registered called the, let me get this right, the search query. Let me get this here Does I always muff this up. The search query performance report. That's what it is. I personally haven't been using it, which is why I don't you know the name of it, but it's actually pretty powerful insights you get from it. I mean, it's got some very cool actions you can take on the back of those insights as well, stay tuned, uh, take notes. If you want the notes, we'll give you the exact URL to go to, but in general, go to the 10kcollective.com. So that's 10kcollective.com to get podcast show notes. And today's show notes are going to basically be a big old trick checklist so that we capture all the great stuff that Mina gives us. Enjoy the show. Which, however, brings us to the next question I've got for you, which is, first of all, this sounds like a lot of work, but I can understand the importance of it. I'm totally sold on the importance of commercial optimization, but there are obviously some things that are more important than others, and there are some things where they're more statistically valid than others. So, if you're changing something once a week, if you've got a listing doing $200,000 a month in revenue, of course, you get a ton of data a week. But it, equally, particularly in Europe in UK, we have listings which are quite profitable and you can have a nice big catalog of more um, products, but each individual listing does less in terms of sales. So it takes longer to get statistically valid results. So how do you even deal with that statistical validity thing without tying yourself up in knots? What's your sort of rule of thumb of dealing with that?
1: Yeah, I think it's almost impossible to have statistical significance on Amazon with all the human behavior and all of that stuff. So I would say, wait a week and look at the difference. And if there is a difference, if there's at least one to, let's say 5% difference. So this is how I would go about it. Document the weeks before you start experimenting, right? document what your average variance is. So week one to week two, week two to week three, week three to week four, what percentage change is there in the click-through rate? And so if you notice on average, there's a 3% variation. So if you get anything 3% or under, then that's not significant enough, right? That might be just a regular deviation or variation, like noise. We like to call it noise in statistics. But if, if it's more than 3%, if it's 5% or 7%, then you know, okay, cool. If it's 5%, it could have been up by 5% or it could have been up just by 2%, but it's still up. And so that's what I would do is document. If your conversion rate is 20%, 21%, 19%, 20%, 21, 22%, 18%, 21%, 20%, then you're like, okay, cool. It goes up and down, but it's on average 20%, but it goes up to 22 and down to 18. So now when you do an experiment, you want to see going beyond 22. So it has to go to 23, 24, 25 for it to be significant.
0: Yeah, fantastic. So I guess what you do is bypassing the need for really overly mathematical and nerdy and lots of data, because as you say, by the time you've sold something to a really, truly scientific level where you could take it on a research paper, then everything's changed. (laughs) So yeah, but that's a fantastically very practical way of doing it. So if you've got a variation of plus or minus 2% or whatever it is, if it goes above that in a significant level, then you know you've got something real, and if not, it may just be noise. So, very good question. Now, the other thing is, there's a lot of things to do here. I presume you're giving it to us in order of priority. So, the image is more important than the bullets. More important than enhanced brand content et cetera. is Is that right? Or are there are two other things you would focus on? Right.
1: Yeah, I would go images first, then price, and and on coupons. Then, or images and video, sorry, images and video first, then price and coupons. Then I would go to bullet points. Then I would go to questions. And of course, reviews is like something that we don't even need to discuss. So if you can get more reviews and you're choosing not to, then it's, uh, you're, you have to be
0: getting more reviews. Okay. So let's, you say we don't discuss it, but I would like to briefly at least touch on it because obviously a lot of people spend a lot of time thinking about it. So it sounds yeah. like you're saying, there isn't that much you can do within terms of status now, so don't stress about it. But if you could do it easily, you would. Something like that. What's your take on that whole thing?
1: Yeah. No, I, so what I meant by is like with conversion rate optimization, you should only worry about things that you can control. You can't really control reviews within terms of service. But if you could control reviews within terms of service and you're choosing not to get more reviews, then it's like, it, there's no kind of, it's not, oh, I'm going to try this different image. It's like, Am I going to get less reviews or get more reviews? And the answer should always be more reviews.
0: But if you want to know our process of how we get reviews, I'm happy to share. Yeah, love to because I'm quite sure that anyone listening is right now going, how does this guy get reviews? So let's get into it. Perfect. Let's assume I have a product that's an electrolyte powder, which is real. What I would do is I would
1: identify Instagram pages that have audiences that this product would be relevant to. And so this could be hot yoga studios. It could be cycling pages. Cycling gyms or whatever, spin studios, CrossFit gyms, places where they sweat a lot and they need hydration. And then we, this is now the tedious part. So you need a full time employee for this. But we go in and we start engaging with everyone from our Instagram account. We start engaging with everyone who comments on those photos. If anyone ever replies back, we know that we can bypass and go into the DM. And, but the goal is every day we want to DM 100 people from those pages. And say something like this Hey, I'm Mina from M.M. Nutrition. We just launched a new product on Amazon. It's obviously not a new launch or anything, but it's like we just launched a new product on Amazon and we'd love to give it in the hands of people that would use it and test it and give us some good feedback. Would you be open to it? It's completely free. Yes. Okay, do you have an Amazon account? Yes. Okay, buy it. Give me your PayPal or Venmo. I'll send you the money. They go buy it. Direct link, brand name, doesn't matter. I'm not looking for search find buy here. And then they give us their Venmo PayPal. We send them the money. And then it's, okay, we wait a week. Hey, how's it going? Did you get it? Did you start using it? What do you think? And if they're pleasant and they're like, oh, it's awesome. I liked it. I love it. Then perfect. Would you mind leaving us a review? It would really help. And then they go on Amazon and leave us a review. And then a certain, I would say 90% plus ninety percent leave us a review, 10% no. But if you do send your product to 10 people and they're like, nah, I didn't really like it. I didn't really like it. Then stop that campaign and go fix your product because that's an issue. But that's exactly how we do it. And the difficulty is in the sending 100 messages a day, getting five responses on average a day, and
0: uh, following up, tracking everything, especially in following up. Yeah, it's a bit of a large amount of work. So thank you for the reality check on that. I mean, I've had clients who gone from 1% review rate, which was reasonably average, and their products were doing pretty well, and to 4%. But that was not a casual matter. They created a Facebook group that had somebody full-time managing it. It was a lot of work and it worked incredibly well. Very a different strategical approach for you, but similar social media engagement with a lot of follow-up, right? Which is the manual piece. And yeah, I think for most people, that sounds like a lot of work. But so if somebody has not got the bandwidth or the money to hire a full-time employee, is there a sort of more straightforward way that could somewhat move the needle for reviews? Or is it really just that's the only thing that no. you think works these days? I mean, you want uh, and, you're fi-
1: and you're selling in the same country that you you live in, Go to the places yourself and talk to people, and uh, you can easily get five people in 30 minutes to you. We're hanging at the gym. Hey, what's up? You talk to the gym owner. We have an offer like this is the product. If you want to taste it, we're giving it away for free. People can buy it on Amazon and we'll give them the cash right now. Here's the money. And you show them like, here's a bunch of cash. And uh, I've done that in the past at different gyms. So I come with cash in exact change, and I'm like, here buy it look it up on amazon they type in my brand name they find it okay that's the one yep buy it here's the money thank you and then what's your phone number i type it down in a notes folder
0: and then later on i text them to follow up wow i like it, that's very phrase some for very guerrilla marketing yeah that's great yeah. So I I mean, it.
1: yeah it's gonna make me it made me it ended up making me a lot of money it yeah. ma- ended up making me a lot of money so it's do you want do you want to be like oh i just want to do everything from the comfort of my home and not yeah. pay a va and not do anything so yeah. what do you want to do?
0: Then don't have to do something. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. No, that's fine. So I like it. You've given us the gorilla option and the more scalable sit at home as a business owner with mm-hmm. employees running around option. Brilliant. I like that a lot. Now, we mentioned when we had a, a chat about this, that I'm like, this is really fantastic, solid advice, but there's going to be some people out there who want the complicated version. So let's do the complicated version. Search query performance report. That's the thing that you mentioned that you use sometimes. Uh, yeah. First of all, who's it for? Is it really... Going to add very much? Is it just a refinement or could it really change things? Tell us all about that. Yeah, this is a cool thing. Actually, I'm glad that you brought it up
1: because this is something that we've been experimenting with that I don't think a lot of people are. But with the Search Query Performance Report, generally, we're getting data on the different keywords, what their search volume is, and then what percentage of the impressions are we getting as a product out of the total addressable impressions. And then and what percentage of that are turning into clicks and what percentage of that are turning into like conversions. And so there's two ways. I learned this from Stephen Pope. There's two ways that I like to look at this. Number one, if I have a large conversion share and a small impression share, what I want to do is I want to target that keyword. And so there's two ways to go about it. Number one, and by the way, what that means is I'm getting a small percentage of the total impressions, but out of those impressions, I'm getting a large percentage of them converts. So if we are like, okay, how can I make the impressions bigger so I can convert more? Then I would be like, number one, let's launch some broad phrase exact keyword campaigns with, the, with that keyword in and try and get more impressions. Or the second, we can also add it into our title and bullet points back end for SEO value. Or what we can do, and this is what we've been experimenting with, uh, that I haven't heard anyone talk about, is we've been creating creatives that speak directly to that keyword and launching sponsored brand headline search ads or doing videos, sponsored video that speak directly to that keyword. And so if it's unflavored electrolyte powder, like maybe we'll say America's leading unflavored electrolyte powder. And I don't know, I'm not a good guy at this stuff. Like we have, I have a team for that. (laughs) They're good at this, but it would have the keyword right in the image. So have my product powder, like water because it's hydration. And then It'll just say that word. So unflav- it'll have unflavored electrolyte powder. So when you read that word and you're like, hmm, unflavored electrolyte powder, this makes a lot of sense. This is, let me click on it. That's what I'm looking for. Same with the video. If the video says, shows up the keyword unflavored electrolyte powder a bunch of times, okay, this is relevant to me. So that's what we've been experimenting with. And that's how we identify keywords with anything with a good search volume that has a large conversion share and a small impression share And we target and try and get more impressions. Now, if you have a large impression share and a small conversion share, and especially if if it's like a very large keyword and you're getting a lot of traffic, but it's not converting, look at what that keyword is and try and have your images speak to that keyword. So change your main images. That would be a good experiment to do, which is go in and your second image or your main image, whatever you can accommodate. Let's say that keyword is unflavored electrolyte powder. I would make in my like bottle cap, for example, the word unflavored in, in large font. So yeah, it's not actually on my product, but who's going to know, right? It looks like it's part of the packaging or if it's sugar-free electrolyte powder, I'm like, okay, perfect. In my packaging, I'm going to put the word sugar-free, very large. And then in the second image, it's going to be sugar-free electrolyte." So you don't have to worry about your insulin spike and blah, 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 something like that, that speaks to the sugar-free market. And then I'm going to monitor and see, okay, I have a big impression share. How's my conversion share? Is that improving? And if it starts improving, I'm like, great, that's perfect. Now, the traffic I was already getting, I'm capitalizing more on. And I think that's where a lot of people can make a lot more money. And it is, how do I
0: take the existing traffic that I have and make more of it? Amazing. I like that a lot. And really what you're doing is diagnosing again on Amazon, because in a way, we're very limited by Amazon what we can do compared to a Shopify store owner or whatever. That kind of makes the job easier, doesn't it? So you're either getting impressions and not conversions or conversions and not impressions. And then it's pretty simple once you've diagnosed that. So the essence of what you're doing is pretty simple. The, the techniques yeah. and the tactics of it, obviously there's nuance to creating creatives that work and get clicked on. But I really like that. And yes, Stephen Pope's a fantastic guy. i have mean, had him on the podcast and he's very dialed in on the detail. Yeah. So how do we go about this? So the first question is how do we even find the search query performance report? So a lot of us won't have used it.
1: Yeah, I I think if you just go on Seller Central and type in search query performance report, they'll...
0: you question. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, 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 that's a a quick hack. If you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash... Yeah, fair enough. And and then once you So you have to be brand registered, I presume, to get that as
1: well. Correct. Brand registered. But once you're in there, you can choose the ASIN option and choose which ASIN you want to look at and then start drilling in the data and start seeing, okay, let's understand what's happening and let's see where we can improve. And I know that this might seem overwhelming. So if it is, very simple. Go in, go into the search career performance report and pick one thing. Are you looking for things that you have a good conversion share and a low impression share? Okay, then just choose that one and then go and identify all of the keywords that you have low impression share and start spending more money. Just go look at how much money you're spending on your PPC. And you can do that from like the search term report, right? You can do like a control find and then find the keywords, highlight them in like yellow, be like, okay, what's the sum? Be very simple. I'm a very simple guy. Of course, I have a team that are, they're crazy in Excel. I'm pretty decent in Excel. They're like 10 times better. But I also am like a very... Okay, I'm just going to copy paste the numbers and look at them sort of thing, guy. because I don't want to overcomplicate anything. And so pick one goal and then just go after it. And and I know it's so easy to get caught up in, there's a hundred things we can do to improve click rate. There's a hundred things we can do to improve conversion rate. Pick one and build a system around it and get it dialed in and get it running and spend the next three months just getting that one thing, which is, okay, main image optimization. That's what I'm going to spend my next three months on. Okay, get that done. Price testing. That's what I'm going to spend the next three months on. Get that price and coupon dialed in. Perfect. The rest of images, order and creative testing. That's the next one. Three months. Get that dialed in. The final thing. Three months. Search query performance report. What am I converting really well? Or what am I getting a small, a large impression share, but not converting? That I'm going to test that with different creatives and different keywords. Get that dialed in for the next three months. And now you have three, four really big things that you've dialed in over months. There's systems, there's processes. You can probably delegate at some point. So the people do 90% of the work and you only have to like monitor and approve and stuff like that. And that's it. The, don't overcomplicate it. Whenever I listen to people in uh, conferences and they have so many different things, I'm usually like, okay, what do I actually wa- What's two or three things I should go home and implement right now? And then the list is there. I can always pick from it but I know that I'm not going to do everything. I know I'm just going to do one, two or three things. So just pick one, two or three things maximum
0: and go work on that. And then and you can rewatch my podcast anytime. Amazing. Yeah. Now there's so much value in here. I am I don't really want to go any further with this podcast because you packed it with so much value. And because exactly that thing happens, you get overwhelmed. You get the sugar high from listening to a good podcast. And then you go, wow, there's so much I could do. And then you go, yeah, I, and I've got to apply to that email and oh god that listing's broken and amazon suspended that listing and it gets forgotten so it's what you can implement that matters so i really like that focus on simplicity and i'll do basically giving us a sort of 12 month program for really focusing on click-through rate and conversion rate optimization and i just want to just end by with the super simple thought of this if you just make your existing spend on ads do more work for you even if you didn't spend any more money on ads you would get more profit you get more sales, obviously, but also the profit percentages is going to be so much bigger. In other words, in a world where everyone's margins are getting squeezed, you're pushing back the other way. And I think this sort of thinking and this sort of way of doing things is just what you need to do at any time, but in a recession is absolutely necessary. So this is brilliant stuff. Would you mind just summarizing, because there's a lot of data that we've heard of people, brilliant stuff as ever from you, Mina, but can we just summarize it down? Summarize. Wow. Okay.
1: Click through in conversion rate optimization. Start with a tracking sheet. Make sure you're documenting click-through rate and conversion rate every single day. Change one thing at a time. Give it at least a week of data. Understand your variation of your click-through rate and conversion rate before starting the test. Understand what your noise level is. And then base any improvements that they have to exceed the noise level. For click-through rate optimization, you have main image, price, coupons, reviews, and star rating. Those are the main things that are going to affect your conversion rate. Make sure you're always stocked, obviously. And then uh, click through it. And then conversion rate. You have the order of the images, the rest of the images, a video, bullet points that can speak to the customer better. They can feel like they're in the shoes of the owner of the product and how their life is better. And then co- it's brand content, again, testing creatives, and then questions on the listing. And, and a combination of that, that's basically all of the things that you can change one thing at a time, pick the things that are highest leverage, which is like images and price, and then go through the list more and more. Search query performance report to summarize. If you have a small impression share and a large conversion share, go target those keywords, spend more money or launch headline search ads or video ads that have that keyword in the ad. And if you have a large impression share and a small conversion share, understand why, what that keyword is, and maybe have your main image, second image, speak more
0: to that keyword and see if from the traffic that you're already getting, you can convert more people. Amazing. That was like, (laughs) like an Amazon course in three minutes. That's flipping amazing. That's brilliant. I'm not going to add any more myself, but is there any other thing that I should have asked you that I haven't asked you yet? No, that's perfect. We covered it all. We covered everything. Brilliant. That's like a conversion course in a bottle there. As ever, you've delivered amazing value. If you want to get the notes for this, folks, don't forget to go to 10kcollective.com. And I'll leave my sort of outline notes. We normally just put it into more of a sort of bullet points or a great big list, but I'm going to just leave it in a sort of outline, almost like a checklist, really. Amazing stuff. Anywhere that people can get hold of you if they want to know more about what you do.
1: Uh, Yeah. yeah. So you can go to the website, triviumco.com, T-R-I-V-I-U-M-C-O.com. And I'm on LinkedIn, Mina Elias, M-I-N-A-E-L-I-A-S. I see my messages there. And then Don't connect with me without sending a personalized message, because it's impossible for me to know who you are. And then uh, if you want to also ask me questions, the Instagram is good. So at The Mina Elias, M-I-N-A-E-L-I-A-S,
0: and I'm there too. So very accessible. Ask me questions. Happy to answer. This has been a usual whistle-stop tour. It's super efficient. And imagine that the people in your meetings in your company, I'm just imagining they're sitting there scribbling notes. Like following the president through the hallways because there's so much value coming out which is brilliant stuff and it just immensely say thank you so much for coming on loads of fantastic value and a real pleasure to see you again my pleasure if you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode just go to amazingfba.com forward slash your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.